just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this traffic port aboard this tiny ship. Three, two, one, zero. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, <laughs> The Man, The Myth, The Legend, <laughs> The Monty Man. I like playing with the sound effects. <laughs> I like it. It makes me happy. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Quit laughing, you. <laughs> I am in a weird, funky mood today. Really? Yeah, a little huh. bit. Huh? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> How many bangs have you had? <gasps> Stop it. And he puts coffee on top of that, too. Yeah, I have my bang. I have my bang. I have my super creatine uh, Star Blast. <laughs> it's called Star Blast. <laughs> bang, the healthy energy drink. <laughs> Star Blast. <clears throat> well, welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Marv is here. Hi, how's it going? Yeah, it's going. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> that's the biggest high we've heard from you ever. Tony's here. <laughs> McWord. McWord. <laughs> wow. Have you read your McWord today? <laughs> and Denver is still here. <laughs> he never leaves. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, okay, I think we can do this. I think we can. I think we can. Um, uh, what was that? The little train that could. I think I can. I think I can. Oh, the blue engine one? No, that's Thomas. No, that's Thomas, the train. No, he was blue, too, the old. Was he blue? I think so. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> doesn't make any difference. I'm going to Google that. Yeah, yeah, it's no. going to be a long show, too. Okay, so the topic this week is seven reasons your recovery may be stagnant. Stagnant. Stagnant recovery. Or maybe stuck. You might be stuck. You might have got to a place in your recovery program and you just feel stuck like you're not going anywhere nothing's happening you know you're, you 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 think you're doing this step process you're going to meetings you're pouring coffee you're doing whatever it is you you've been told to do you seem to be doing it but maybe you're not doing it so we're going to talk about seven reasons that your recovery may be stagnant in a minute i think <laughs> i'm stuck are you stuck? Yeah. You're it stuck happened about five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait. That's when I got here. <laughs> Do I make you say? All right. <clears throat> I don't like the way my mic sounds. Oh, that's better. I like that better now. Anytime I can turn up the volume and hear my own voice, I feel good. It's nice, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness sakes. Well, stop right there. Okay. It's time for Monty Man's Weekly Wine. It's the baby. <laughs> I practiced that one on the way here. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is kind of a serious one, actually. Um, and it's, it's kind of a wine, but, it, well, just listen. Um, so uh, there is uh, a, a group of clubs throughout the nation 
um, that are 12 step called Alano clubs. And what they usually are is they're clubhouses that are host to like AA meetings and Al Anon meetings. Maybe NA meets there sometimes, CA may meet there. Um, <clears throat> but a variety of 12 step meetings will meet in the club and sometimes they have a snack bar. They're you know usually open all day long. Sometimes late into the night. Um, it's a safe safe place to hang out. Maybe they'll have some games and pool tables that kind of thing. Um, many of them will be host to big book studies and workshops and and these kind of things. Well, uh, they've been very very successful in the past uh, over the years in being a safe place for people, particularly people that are brand new in recovery, to hang out if they have no place to hang out and then go to meetings throughout the day. Well, the Alano Club of Fort Walton Beach is in a little bit of trouble, not hot water. They haven't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why it's a wine. I don't want to see them close. And my friend uh, Joe E. Fingas is his uh, stage name, if you will. He's a recovery recording artist. In fact, our closing song today is by him called Remember the Alano. Um, but that club, uh, well, they're faced with the necessity to purchase the property, which they've been renting for over 40 years. The club hosts more than 40 meetings and study groups each week. Wow. Um, There's approximately... uh, The the meetings that meet there are are 30% of the meetings in the Fort Walton Beach, Florida area. So 30% of the meetings meet there. So this is a vital building. Uh, These meetings have helped literally thousands of addicts and alcoholics recover uh, in nearly 45 year history um they're raising two hundred thousand dollars they're getting the building at a discount because the community is very happy with how they've helped people um so it's it's at a discounted price but they need to come up with it mm-hmm. they've raised uh, approximately twenty five hundred dollars um by 25 people in the last 23 days or so so that that's pretty good but they still need a lot of help um the alano club House, better known as 52 Beale. That's that's the address of the street. Um, like I said, it's been there for, you know, like 45 years. It's, it's a landmark. And churches and uh, treatment facilities and service organizations are very much behind this, this building and what goes on there. Uh, drug court, probation officers, I mean, they're all behind them. But it takes money to to do it, and evidently the place has to go up for sale now. The owners are selling it, and so we're hoping that the Alamo Club will get first crack and be able to come up with the money to save this place. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we've done at Take 12 Radio is we've created, there's an oversized banner right smack dab in the middle of our website that says, Help Us Save the Alamo Club. If you click on it, it'll take you to the GoFundMe page where the money's being raised for this thing. Oh, nice. Um, so we've come alongside them to to help promote putting this thing back on the map and getting these people to, to, to save their club. Mm. Uh, I remember here in town years ago, we had a thing called the URS Club. Do you remember that, Marv? Yes. Yeah, it was downtown by where the Army building is now. Um, and I... I hung out there a long time because mm. I didn't have any place to go, you know. And they, they had a pool table and a library. A met there, and a met there. It was open for quite a while, but I don't know what I would have done mm-hmm. if I hadn't had that place to go at that time in my life. So these things, forty meetings and study groups every week—that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. huge. That is a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> if you can. It would be really appreciated, and I know the folks there would really appreciate it if you could donate. Now, here's the thing. We talked about it before. Tony, you talked about it before. It starts with just a little bit. Some people go, well, all I got is five bucks. That's okay. Yeah. Do it. Five bucks is five bucks. Right, right. And you may not live in Florida. You may live in Washington, Mm -hmm. all right? But this sobriety and recovery thing, it affects us from coast to coast. And Mm -hmm. if you can... If you can help in any way, at the very least, please pray for these folks. So there we go. So I'm not really whining. I'm whining because I don't want to see them close. Now, is that here in Oregon? Uh, no, it's in Florida. Fort Walton Beach, Florida. 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 Okay. Yeah. 
So there we go there. So please help. Yes. Please help. Please. And of course, we got to follow up with a win. <laughs> la, 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 la. Anyway, we got some really cool things coming up. Uh, September 7th is Hands Across the Bridge, Building Bridges at Marion Square Park in Salem from 2 to 7 p.m. <clears throat> um, there's going to be a bouncy house for Tony. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There'll be lots of babies there. Lots of yeah. Um, they're gonna have live music, a DJ, and during the main event, attendees will walk across the Marion Street Bridge to honor those in recovery and to remember those lost to addictions and mental health challenges in the past year. So that's Marion Mar- Square Park on September seventh from it, two to seven. Is that a Saturday? That is a Friday, actually. Friday. Okay. It is a Friday. I've got to put that in my schedule. And then, um, and these are all wins. because September is National Recovery Month. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm sorry that we don't have time to announce everybody's event. Um, but this one, it, it, of course, gets a lot of our attention. And that's Hope Fest coming up. And uh, Denver and I are going to be in Prescott, Arizona, <laughs> Saturday, September 29th, uh, from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. in the Yavapai County Courthouse Plaza. And there's live music, national uh, recording artists, guest speakers, free family fun zone. There's going to be a car and motorcycle show, the Hope Serves Community Resource Fair, tons of food, vendors, just a lot of stuff going on. Come by the Take 12 Recovery Radio booth if you are in Prescott, Arizona. Marv, will you be in Prescott that day? Good. I'm glad. See you there, buddy. (laughs) So that's, that's, uh, that's all the wins there. What was that all about? I don't know. <laughs> Thinks you're going to take your horse to Prescott, Arizona. <laughs> What's that galloping sound? It's Marv. There's probably cowboy poetry that weekend. Yeah, that there. that was going on, right, yeah. when we were there. Yeah. There now you, you have to go. So never say no. Come Den- to the Denver show. Denver gave me the ad to that last year. He did? Yeah. It looks very you, interesting. You had a year to save. And what have you done? <laughs> Nothing. I, yeah, I saved. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got $3.98. <laughs> I love you, Mark. Okay, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to play a little trivia as related to the soundbite that opened up the show today. Oh. A little Gilligan <laughs> Island trivia. And when we come back, don't go away. Oh, boy. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. Hey, it's the Monty Man from Take 12 Recovery Radio, and we all know how important it is to walk the talk in recovery, right? Well, I'd like you to join us for the Oregon Recovers 2018 Walk for Recovery, Saturday, September 29th, 10 a.m. at Szymanski Park in Portland, Oregon. In partnership with national healthcare leader Kaiser Permanente, Oregon Recovers is creating a unique opportunity for people in recovery, their friends and family, to strengthen their recovery by generating funds for the public education and advocacy work of Oregon Recovers. This is a 3K benefit walk, which kicks off with a rally in Shemansky Park and will take participants past many of the touchstone organizations like Central City Concern and DePaul Treatment Centers that help Oregonians suffering from addiction find their way out of the darkness of their disease and onto the path of long-term recovery. To register, visit walkforrecovery.org. That's walk, the number four, recovery.org. And join us for the 2018 Oregon Recovers Walk for Recovery, Saturday, September 29th, 10 a.m., Sheminsky Park, Portland, Oregon, to walk the talk. Just when you thought the madness was over, here's more with Tony, Denver, Marv, and the Monkey. It's that favorite time of the show for Cecil. It's Take 12 Trivia Time. Brought to you by that 12-step magazine award-winning publication, The 12-Step Cassette. Visit their website at 12stepcassette.com. And now, here's your favorite trivia host. That's right. The Monty Man. Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. 
Denver's giving me the evil eye. <laughs> All right. A little Gilligan Island trivia. By the way, uh, originally, it was uh, he, his name was going to be Willie Gilligan. What? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? Willie Gilligan. And Bob Denver, who played uh, Gilligan, insisted that no... <laughs> <laughs> Willie ain't showing. Yeah, we're not. We're not. It's going to take me Hi, you, Willie. And also, uh, the pilot uh, that was actually filmed, which never aired, they changed it up. It was the skipper, Gilligan, and a bunch of school teachers. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, they, they just kept one. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did. The professor. Right. Yeah. So, but I, I think it was supposed to be sexy school teachers or something like that. <laughs> a whole bunch of gingers. <laughs> a whole bunch of gingers. <laughs> All right. So, uh, here, here's trivia question number one How many castaways were there? Uh, here's your choices seven, six, or five. Tony, what do you think? How many castaways? I think there was seven, okay. if I remember the song right. Marv? Five. Seven. Hmm. Well, you know, this is a little tricky. Marv, sorry. There okay. was actually seven castaways. But in the song, it says five, referring to the five passengers set ah. sail that day. The passengers don't include the skipper and Gilligan. Oh, huh. Because they were working together. Yeah, you're just playing tricks on me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, where did Gilligan meet the skipper? Was it uh, they were fishing? Was it the Coast Guard or the U.S. Navy? What do you think, Marv? Fishing. <laughs> Tony? I have no idea. I'd say the Coast Guard. Okay. I'll just. What do you think, yes. Denver? A bar. A bar? <laughs> <laughs> It, it it was it was fishing. It was the U.S. Navy. What? Uh, yeah, Skipper was a skipper in the U.S. Navy, and Gilligan was just a Navy guy. That's why he had the Navy hat and all that. Yeah, they met in the U.S. Navy. A regular sad sack, right? Gilligan at the Navy. Um, the skipper owned a boat that shipwrecked. What was the name of the boat? <gasps> the Minnow. Yeah. Yes. You are right, Mark. Way to go. <laughs> Good job. High five. The SS Minnow. All right. Um, where was the TV show filmed? Huh? Where was it filmed? Was it off the coast of Florida, off the coast of Maine, or off the coast of Kauai? Maine. Maine? I'll go with Maine, too. Mark. Florida. <laughs> oh, you guys are not doing well today. It was actually off the coast of Kauai. Yeah. Where is that? Hawaii. Oh, okay. Kauai, Hawaii. Kauai, Hawaii. Yeah, it was a little cove there. And actually, it was right next to a freeway, <laughs> a major freeway. And they had a horrible time filming. They were constantly having to do retakes because of all the trucks and stuff and they couldn't filter they didn't have the technology we have today and they couldn't filter out so they'd oh, have wow. to pause they'd have to wait yeah it was quite quite a headache they actually shot on location huh i kind of figured that was they did have some studio. back cbs uh, had a back lot uh, that where yeah. they they did some of the stuff too but they did a lot of the filming the the, um, the lagoon yeah. and everything was right there well that was ahead of its time yeah it was <laughs> wow. yeah and they had guests on there they had like the harlem globe trotters oh, yeah. came <clears throat> and different sports figures and things and and uh, which kind of leads us to this last how they get on the island huh Never mind, go ahead how'd they get on the island yeah it uh, uh, a storm hit they were out doing a little no, tour no the guests how'd they get there yeah they had cruise ships go by, or they were, you know. But they always got left. I know. <laughs> I know. How come they didn't save them? See you later. So here's the last one. How did the castaways get off the island at the end of the series? Ooh. Was it by boat, by helicopter, or did they get off at all? Helicopter. Helicopter? I think. What do you think, Denver? I don't remember if the helicopter got them off or not, but I know they've buzzed in there a few times. Right? <laughs> Marv? Yeah, I don't know. But... I don't remember them ever getting yeah, off. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they got off. Marv's right. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. Yeah, they never did get off the island. 
until 11 years later. <laughs> so in the series, they never got off. Uh, That's right. The original Gil- Gilgan Ion series ran on CBS from 64 to 1967. But at the end of that run, Gilgan and company were still marooned. It took 11 more years and the made-for-TV reunion, uh, which was called Rescue from Gilligan's Island, before they finally made it off the island. That's right. Yeah. Trippy. But yeah, there was helicopters. There were planes. And they always got left. (laughs) They always got left. Where are you going? Why are you leaving us? (laughs) Our little globetrotters were on there. Oh, yeah. They were on there. You know, they just show up. And here's, here's an interesting little fact. Um, they they have had an idea about Gilligan finding a dinosaur on the island <laughs> that was going to be a talking dinosaur, kind of like Mr. Ed, the, the talking horse. But they decided against it. And I guess everybody said they're really glad they decided against it. I mean, if it wasn't corny enough... <laughs> Right, and they yeah. they'd meet they'd meet natives on the island that were from the other side that were headhunters and that kind of thing. Other right, side of the freeway. Other side of the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Was this uh, back in the hallucinogen days? Yeah, kind of, sort of. So there we go. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Uh, see, you know, when you listen to Take 12 Recovery Radio, you learn a lot of really useful <laughs> information. <laughs> it's so useful. Bruce would be shaking his head right now like, oh, Lord. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Uh, by the way, so Bruce Bruce H., who was a, uh, a co-host on this show for a long, long time, who went home to be with the Lord, um, what? Uh, Tomorrow's a year. It's a year. Yeah, Tomorrow. coming up on a year, it's right? the eclipse. Uh, he, really? Mm-hmm. He, um, his laugh is at the end of the show. Oh, we, is we, it? We have his laugh at the very Yay. end of the show all the time. Okay, seven reasons that your recovery may be stagnant. Uh, you, may, you may be stuck. And where's my, there's my list. All right, come here, list. Do, 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 do. All right, so here we go. And if you're if you're a note taker, you may want to take these down. Now, listen, if you are stuck in your recovery, you may want to take an honest look at these. Um, you know, you, you can only change what you're willing to look at, and possibly, you know, say, well, maybe that is me. Uh, there's no judgment here. There's no no criticism. It's just. Just a matter of some things that you may want to consider. Okay, number one. Uh, You have not completely applied and implemented the previous step. It is very possible uh, when a person gets stuck or stagnant that the step that came before the one that they're on, they may not have been thorough with it. Uh, This is is pretty common. Um, I'm going to be referring to some scripture verses that kind of Encourage us to to look at these, and and the reason I'm using the Bible is because that's what the founders of the mothership AA used. But there was no big book; they used scripture, and so that's what I'm going to do. Um, in Galatians five twenty five says, "Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit." So sometimes, you know, when we're being guided by the loving hand of God. He wants us to maybe slow down a bit and work on what we're working on in a thorough manner and not try to rush through it. I remember a sponsee that I had. um, He wanted to get through this thing so fast. I mean, he wanted to be done today. He wanted to make his amends today. He wanted to apologize to people today. You know, he didn't even understand what powerlessness was. He didn't even understand step one, and he wanted to fix everything right now. And he tried to do that. And it didn't work too well. So you may not have completely applied and implemented the previous step. So I don't know how many people will try to do step four, which is kind of a hefty step. That's your inventory, (coughs) right? Mm -hmm. But they really haven't taken a serious look at step three, which is turning your will and your life over to the care of God. And and they maybe they've avoided it altogether because they have a problem with spirituality, religion, or faith, or God, or whatever. So they've just kind of skipped over it, and then they tried to do an inventory. 
and it hasn't come off too well. So that's that's one thing that may be an issue, mm-hmm. is that you didn't do the previous step. Uh, Tony, have you, have you ever kind of jumped ahead? <laughs> Actually, I was just thinking about it as you were talking. Right. Well, I know the... F- <clears throat> excuse me. I tweaked or squeaked there. You squeaked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember the first time I did my steps, I kind of did that same thing because I still didn't know... What, right. Who... Where, why, what God was, and I'm just being completely honest. It, but I did a four step. But it, you're correct on what you're saying, because yeah. then I went back after I started like church and everything, which I'm still not perfect at. But you know, and did another four step, and it was more thorough than my first four right. step. So right. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I think most people when they first start going through this stuff. I, it gets kind of spotty. I mean, I I don't know, Wait, Marv. When you when you first started seeing the steps on the wall, so it's like you didn't do them perfectly, right? Hey, I'm the great jumper. You're the great jumper. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I was like that guy you were describing. Hey, let's get through this, man. Mm-hmm. Now, what's next? What's next? You know? Right, right. Yeah, I'm guilty. You know, and there 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 <clears throat> is there is some truth to it. Shouldn't take you year after year after year to get through the steps but i mean they did it like in three days back in the day um but everybody's different i mean some people it's going to take longer some people can move through it pretty quickly but some people i mean we got co-occurring mental health issues we got trauma we got all sorts of stuff and yeah it might take somebody a couple of months to even get out of you know, two items in their inventory, mm. depending on where they're at, right? I mean, we, we go through some pretty hard stuff. Denver, what about you, man? I mean, have you ever got stuck in your recovery process? I'm a little froggy, too. So, Are you uh, a little froggy? Yeah, little? I, like, I like to get it done, but uh, thoroughness, I think, will be the key word here. Sure. You really need to be thorough and take your time. When it's time to move on, uh, you'll know it. Yeah. We all get anxious. We want this to happen. You know, we want a miracle to happen, actually. <laughs> right. So. Right. I want the pain to stop today. Yeah. Right now. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number two. You have not completely surrendered your will and life over to God. Mm-hmm. So what's that mean? Uh, perhaps you are trusting God with the big things, but you still think you can handle the small ones. <laughs> huh. Uh, Weird. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so Proverbs, <No> way. <laughs> Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 said, For good judgment and common sense, trust in the Lord completely. Don't ever trust in yourself. In everything you do, put God first, and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. So have you completely? And again, I don't even know that I could comprehend completely when I first started out, it was piecemeal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, all right, I can do this one. I can give this to God, and I'm not ready to give this to God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, thank goodness our Heavenly Father is patient. Now, our sponsors may not be patient. <laughs> Mine wasn't. need <laughs> <laughs> to get this done. Um, but it's a process. But I think... Sometimes if we get stuck, we may be holding on to something and still doing something the way we want to do it, not the way God wants us to do it. Because doesn't the big book say that the real problem was selfishness and Mm self-centeredness? So I'm probably going to have elements of that in my life until the day I die. I was about to say, I think it's a growing process, even like years later. Yeah. Did you ever hold on to something, uh, Denver, that you didn't want to let go of and... Maybe that oh, I might have let stuck. go of it, but I'll pick it up again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's just something uh, I am going to struggle with my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, big things, awesome. I'm, I'm saved, and God, you, you're in charge, but I really can get this thing, you know, this little thing. Right. And uh, I still do it, you know? It's just one of those things that, like you said, until we're done on this side, yeah. I, I think uh, I'm going to struggle with that. So completely turning your will and your life over to the care of God doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do that perfectly. I think you can completely do that even in the process of 
taking it back on occasion because that's our human nature. Yeah. Uh, the, right. The, the spirit speaks to you after you've done that. Right. And, and that's growth right there. You know, I, I like that yeah. part of it most of the time. I don't always like it when I hear it. And, <laughs> right. and it's like, uh. <laughs> Marv, is it easier to turn over the big things or the small things for you? Uh, I'm a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. Small or big, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this speaks to if a person is stuck, though, or their recovery is stagnant, there may be one thing that we're really holding on to that we there, – there's been a number of things in my life. But, you know, one of the things for me was – I did not want to give up the right to carry cash in my pocket. And yet, carrying cash in my pocket in the first three or four years of my recovery was not wise. Mm. Every time I had more than $20 in my pocket, bad things would happen. <laughs> yes. But I wasn't going to give that up, man. You know, God, you can have every part of me, but you can't have my wallet. And my pride was blaring there. You you can't have this. So everybody's different, but I think that we all have that one room in our in our house of life where we say, God, you can have every room in my house, but not that one. Mm. What's very common is that room very <clears throat> more than likely with most people has to do with relationships. You can have every part of my life, but don't you touch my sexuality. Don't you touch my my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Don't you touch it. I'm going to do what I want to do in that area. And I have I got to tell you guys, I've seen lots of people crash and burn because their higher power was him or her. They're holding on too tight, and then they end up losing that relationship anyway. Mm. That That's really common. Have you ever seen that, Tony? People in meetings that are they're doing the dating thing and that's like coming <laughs> yes. before their that's coming before everything. Actually that's how I lost all my sponsees was the relationship issue. Really? You know, I told them it's not a great idea. Yeah. I mean, I was different. I was already married and in one. Right. So but yeah, I lost all my sponsees to that relationship thing. I so, think there's one thing that I just thought of this. Yeah. Um uh the kind of sort of the other side of the coin um, when we say, well, have you turned your life completely, you know, and there's there's that kind of innuendo that, well, you know, if you screw up, you're guilty. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, type thing. <laughs> but what I thought of, and I don't know why this popped in my head, but it says in the beggar book, it says, uh, when we're faithless, he's faithful. mm and my Despite, point is, yeah. a lot of times I need to remember that because mm-hmm. when I screw up, I really start beating myself up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, Amen. Uh, and so it says that in there. And yeah. So that's something to kind of, you know, throw a rope over and dally and, up and hang on to. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and actually, <clears throat> he is the strongest when we're the weakest. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. When I am weak, then I'm strong, <clears throat> meaning strong in God. So yeah, you. I I I think every individual has to stop and look and say, is there something that I'm not surrendering? Is there something I'm doing my way? And if there is, I don't think you have to beat yourself up. I think you just inventory. It. You go, this is the this is the issue, God. I can't give it up. Mm-hmm. I need you to help me do this. I can't do it. And if you fall, don't throw yourself under the bus. You know, that's why we talk about putting one foot in front of the other. Just keep going and, and working on it. And uh, Like they, you tell me, put the stone down. Drop the rock. Drop the rock. Here's number three. You have not accepted God's forgiveness. Ooh, that's big. Ooh, yeah, that's huge. It's really hard for us sometimes uh, to conceive that God would love us enough to forgive us because don't you know what I did? Mm-hmm. And to receive that, and it, it, it's 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 a tough one. Um, but I think sometimes we get stagnant or we get stuck because we can't move past that. Mm. And you know, beating yourself up can almost be 
a compulsivity. I mean, it can almost be something almost like an addiction because because there's a certain amount of comfort. It's kind of a twisted comfort, but there's a certain amount of comfort coming from self-condemnation because we know it yeah. so very well. Um, I'm always right in your case about how you refer to yourself, right, Tony? Yeah. You go, you know, because it's it's more of a habit. Yeah. I don't think you really believe it, but I think it's more of a habit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a stupid thing to do. I'm just dumb. Mm-hmm. Right? And I go, Tony, stop it. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Monty's like, would you quit? But, it, it, you know, it takes people in our lives that care enough to get in our face and say, you know, you, you know, stop saying that, mm. you know, but but it's not something you just can stop if it's been part of you all your life. So yeah. if you do not feel worthy of God's forgiveness, the good news here is, guess what? You're not. Mm. But he is. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. And you're worthy of his forgiveness because of him. Mm. So quit trying to measure up because you're not gonna. You're just not <laughs> right. gonna. Th- thank God for him. So, I battle that with James all the time. Sometimes at home, right? like when we're in the backyard, I'm like, "What you just said," and I'm like, "Why does he love me?" Da 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 da. And then I go to church and I'm like, "Oh, okay, this is why." And then I forget. Yeah, well, that's it's like I'm, a roller coaster. But that's why you know the Apostle Paul says we die to ourselves daily because yeah. we 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 return to the junk every single day. Mm-hmm. And we got to not beat ourselves up for doing that. That's mm-hmm. our human nature. We're just going to do it. So yeah. you just keep doing what you need to do to keep, you know, raising your self-esteem in God and and uh, giving yourself a break. You know, there's that's kind of what's behind that bumper sticker. Easy does it. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You know, give yourself a break here. Denver, mm-hmm. have you had a hard time accepting God's forgiveness? I listened to an interview with Johnny Cash the other day, and he said... Uh, I had to learn to forgive myself because God was big enough to forgive me. Mm. And if God, if God can do it, I surely should do it. Interesting. Yeah, it was yeah. a great interview. But yeah, of course we do. I mean, shame is something that wants to cling to you. Fear right. fear and shame will uh, attach itself, like you said, daily. Right. You know, so you just, I do a lot of talking to God. <laughs> it, it's almost like we think we're... <sighs> We think in order to be humble, we're supposed to beat ourselves up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought, I mean, because I had relatives that would say, oh, he's not sorry. He doesn't mean it. He isn't showing any remorse. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, well, then I need to look like I'm just a piece of crap for people to believe that I'm really sorry. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's a crock. It's a lie. It is a lie. It is a lie. Marv, you look like you're thinking. I am. Are you? <laughs> And I'm hesitating because I don't know if I should say what's on my mind. Say it. Say it. It it kind of goes off on a little uh, path, but off our subject maybe a little bit. A bunny trail? You know, um, (laughs) part of the deal with our program is that... uh, We'll no longer regret the past, mm. okay? And uh, so then we have a uh, higher power who everybody in this room chooses to call God. Right. And then we have the concept that God forgives us. And uh, so then we have people that say, I can't forgive myself. Mm-mm. That bugs the heck out of me. Mm. It drives me nuts. Because the other part of our program talks about accepting. Yeah. So who do I think I am to think I can forgive myself? Mm-hmm. And my in my humble way of looking at it, it's the fact that we have to accept what we did. Right. We need to accept that, not forgive ourselves. God's the one that forgives oh, us. Oh, I am so glad you said this. And yeah. it really bothers me. And uh, the fact that uh, a major part of our deal has to do with acceptance. Yeah. So I think you hit the nail on the wow. head. Yeah. I think you really did. Um, That's a different angle. I like it. Yeah. Right? I, 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 I told one of the guys out at the Teen Challenge Center one time, I, he was having a terrible time forgiving himself. And I said, tomorrow when we meet, 
I'm going to give you a gift and, and it's going to blow your mind. It's so simple and it's going to solve this problem. And he was like, it was Roddy. And he come back the next day. He says, well, what is it? And I says, you can't forgive yourself. So stop trying to. He went, <laughs> he went what? And I said, you're not deity. You don't have the ability that God has to pardon you of all you've done. You need to accept what you've done, lay it at the cross, and receive God's forgiveness. But stop trying to forgive yourself. You don't have the ability to do it. And all of a sudden, and when I learned that, it was like, oh, my gosh. I'm I'm free of this. I I don't have to forgive myself because I can't forgive myself. It, it it opened up. So what you said, Marv, is absolutely wow. true. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and we I can't forgive myself. And then we have that. It's really reverse humility. It's false humility. Well, I don't deserve forgiveness. It's almost like, see how humble I am. I'm, let, I'm allowing myself to beat myself up because I'm so repentive. Oh, quit it. <laughs> Come down off the cross. Somebody That's, already did that for you. Screw tape talks about that in uh, the letters. Oh he, yeah, yeah. He talks about uh, you getting pride about realizing that you've sinned, and just the way he words it, it's over and over and over again. Right. False pride. Well, I just learned something new today. So First John one nine says, "But if we confess our sins to Him, He can be dependent on to forgive us." Doesn't say you. It says He. Uh-huh. Uh, Ephesians 1 7 says, So overflowing in his kindness towards us that he took away all our sins through the blood of his son by whom we are saved. Uh, and then the question it has here is, have you, have you forgiven yourself? Remember, you can't. Huh. Stop trying. It's, it's exhausting. And everybody's tired of hearing it. <laughs> hmm. um, okay, so... Number four, uh, this might be a reason that you're stuck. You really have not forgiven others who've harmed you. Huh. Do you have the ability to, to pardon somebody else? You bet. To the degree you can. It's not the same as God. Mm-hmm. But have I forgiven the harms done to me? Or am I holding that resentment so tight? Maybe that's why I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. I I felt under resentments really? way too long. Oh yeah, and and the other guy didn't lose any sleep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not a wink. <laughs> what do you think about that, Marv? Well, there's another part to that also, and and again, it's uh, I'm just saying, but uh, there's a dark side. Uh, there's a. Uh, they talk about alcoholism being uh, cunning, baffling, powerful. Well, right. There's another side to that that goes deeper, and that side don't want you to forgive. That right. side wants you to beat the crap out of somebody yeah. or cause something harmful to happen in their lives and blah, blah, blah. You're talking about the enemy of our soul? Yes. Yeah, you bet. And, um, and so what I have to do personally is when I'm driving down the freeway and I start remembering something that somebody has supposedly done to me, mm-hmm. I'll be going along and I'll be kind of nursing that, mm-hmm. saying, oh, yeah, I remember that. Man, that really made me. Well, I have to remind myself at that point in time, oh, wait a minute, I forgave that. Yeah. I mean, I can't just say, well, I forgive that and then just I, I have to keep bringing right. it up in right. my mind that I did that because that's always that darkness, that cunning, baffling, powerful is always going to be up here. It's always trying to bring you back to bring it. Bring you back. Yeah. 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 You bet. Um, and this is part of dying to ourselves daily because it's a daily, it's a, and we talk about it, The big book talks about it. We uh-huh. have a daily reprieve contingent on our maintenance of our spiritual condition. And so that part of that maintenance is doing what you're talking about, reminding ourselves, yeah, I, I, I let that go. Because like Denver says, he'll come back and grab it again. <laughs> um, and it's easy. Now, here's the thing. A lot of people mistake. They think that that forgiving the other person 
letting go of the resentment means it doesn't hurt anymore. And that's not necessarily true. Some things are still going to sting, but it doesn't mean you have to let that dictate your behavior. Yeah. I've driven by buildings where something happened that was really painful and I felt the sting years later. Uh-huh. But it didn't mean I was holding on to the resentment. It was just part of the wound. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, give yourself a break. If you feel a little bit of the sting, don't you don't have to let yourself get that resentment all built back up again. You know, keep going. It sometimes those things don't go away. You it's how you deal with them mm-hmm. that so I and you know who I'm talking about, Denver. I had I had a guy that I butt heads with. And I saw him about a month ago at an event, and I made the conscious decision, I'm going to go up to him and shake his hand. And you know what? Now I can be someplace he's at, and I don't feel all freaky. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes you just have to put your best foot forward and and, and do it. Um, let's see here. Okay, number five. Are you living in fear of making necessary changes? <laughs> That can keep you stuck. Yeah. This is too scary for me to do. So maybe maybe it's a situation that is going to, you, you believe, is going to cause you financial burden. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to make that change. But that thing that you're in is eating you up. Right? Your case, Tony? <laughs> I mean, re- really, right? No, I know, and that's the first thing that popped in my head. Yeah. So if you've got you've got somebody you're living with that is causing that much tension, and it's like, yeah, but if they move out, how are we going to get the rent paid? Right. Yeah. But they're not paying rent anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about McDonald's. Oh well, then, yeah. There was a there was a fear of change. Yeah. You've been at that job for a long time. Uh, new territory is scary. Mm-hmm. So the fear of necessary change keeps us stuck. Yeah, People have this with people that, that they're in relationships with, relationships with that are unhealthy. Um, maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's a sponsor or a sponsee. Mm-hmm. You need to, you need to get, step out of that situation. But you've been doing it for so long. You're holding on to... To your comfort zone. Hope beyond hope. Yeah. And it never changes. Yeah. And so you get stuck. Mm-hmm. And then you build a resentment. And now you're back to unforgiveness mm-hmm. and, and, and all that kind of thing. Um, so are you afraid of the risk of making the necessary changes? Uh, if you are, it may paralyze you. Uh, Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not. By the way, fear not is repeated more times than any other phrase in the Bible. Uh, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Hebrews thirteen six says, That is why we can say without any doubt or fear, the Lord is my helper, and I am not afraid of anything that mere man can do to me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have to be reminded of that stuff. Um, number six, are you not willing to own your responsibility? I have worked with people that they'll do everything, but they'll be that one area of their life, and they're still holding on to the thought that this is not my fault. I didn't play a part in this. And they did. And everybody sees it, but they don't. Yeah. So are you holding on to something that you, and you're saying that you didn't, it's not your responsibility when it is your responsibility? Um, you need to take responsibility for your past. In broken relationships, damaged friendships. Um, Examine me, O God. This comes from Psalms 139.23. Examine me, O God, and know my mind. Test me and discover if there is any evil in me and guide me in the everlasting way. So maybe you don't know if there is or not. So you're asking God, show me. There's something I need to see. So Denver, what about you? Have you ever humbled yourself enough to say, okay, God, Show me what I'm afraid to look at. I'm scared to do that sometimes. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> he, he will. And uh, it is uncomfortable. Uh, I, like, I like routine, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do realize that change comes with uh, oh, sometimes uncomfortable moments. Right. For sure. Right. 
Yeah. Tony, ever been afraid to look at something in your life, even though you need to do it? <laughs> I think we'd all say yes to yes. that. Yes. <laughs> I actually yeah. had to do it the other day. Did you? Yeah. It's like, <sighs> yeah. I don't want to do that. Most of the time, though, what was the saying the other day? You know, people have said 99.9% of what you fear never comes true or right. something like that. Sometimes it does, but it's seldom. Mm-hmm. You know, anything in your life, uh, Marv, that you don't want to own? Of course. <laughs> uh, not me, man. Uh, number seven, and and this one is huge. You've not developed an effective support team of accountability. That may be a reason why you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, there are treatment facilities out there that do a very good job of what they do. But their aftercare program may be lacking. Mm-hmm. They don't they they don't necessarily lead you into being able to succeed <laughs> on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh incarceration in in the local jail system or the prison system, uh they they've learned over the years that if you can get to uh some kind of support meeting the day you're released your success rises 30%. That's, mm-hmm. that's that's huge. If you get out of treatment and you can get plugged into an accountability source, the day you graduate, your success rate goes up 30%. Um, so it really, it, it, if you're going into a treatment facility or you're going into a discipleship program or whatever it is you're, you're planning on going into, please ask them to help you form some form of accountability when you are released. I have watched people over and over again get out of treatment or get out of a program and they have nothing to plug into. Yeah. There's no sponsor. There's no spiritual advisor. There's no mentor. There's no meetings. They're not doing any of that. So places that do this very well will actually have you attend somewhere in the week a meeting, uh, Serenity Lane, for instance, uh, when they were in Eugene, they mm-hmm. they go for walks, right? Yeah. One of the places that they would go on their walk was to an AA meeting or an NA meeting down the street once a week. Mm-hmm. So the people were used to going to the meetings and they made connections there. And when they got out of the treatment facility at Serenity Lane, they already had that in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's really vital. Now you, but you got to take responsibility if. The place that you're doing this at doesn't do that. You got to step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. It's your recovery. Lots of people have sponsors that are phone numbers, but that's all they are. Yeah. Well, I got a sponsor. That's Fred over there. He's my sponsor. <laughs> Fred doesn't even know your name. <laughs> <laughs> you picked up a little card that has number on it. You know, it's like people say, oh, that's my church over there. Yeah, on Easter. <laughs> That's my pastor. Yeah, Christmas. Christmas. Um, so do you have a sponsor? Do you have accountability partner? Do you have phone numbers of others? Uh, have you been involved? Are you plugged in? Now, Proverbs thirteen twenty says, be with wise men and become wise. Be Boom. with evil men and become evil. Boom. Mm-hmm. There it is. Healthy fellowship. We were designed to be social creatures. That's right. And uh, it, it, you, I don't care what title you put on it, but it's got to you've got to have healthy fellowship with other people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Galatians five thirteen says, "Dear brothers, you have been given freedom, not freedom to do wrong, but freedom to love and serve each other." So you plug in, and Galatians six two says, "Share each other's troubles and problems, and so obey the Lord's command." Mm-hmm. So. It is just as natural as natural can be to to make yourself accountable to somebody. And that means that you give permission to somebody to call you on your baloney, yep. even if they're wrong. Because I'll get over the offense, but if you don't call me on it mm-hmm. and you're right, I may not survive it. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really vital that we have people in our lives that can yank on our chain whenever they feel like 
um, they suspect something is up, you know. So, Tony, you have somebody like that in your life? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have to call this person like every day. Yeah. To make sure I'm accountable because my brain could go crazy. Right. So, I mean, I have to do that because my brain can go sideways really quickly. Sure. Mm-hmm. Marv, you hang around people that that have permission to call you on your stuff? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd wreck, that'll wreck the day. <laughs> no, I, I have some very close, uh, <clears throat> they're friends, but they're yeah. spiritual advisors. Right. And I check in pretty darn regular. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Denver, how about you? You know anybody that's healthy that can call you on your stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I have some I have some old-timers in my life that right. I, I trust. Yeah. And a couple of them ain't even Christians, but they're good people. Oh, yeah. I've got and, people like that that aren't believers and, that, that yeah, they have, have permission to call they, me. They have wisdom, yeah. you know. You bet. And they see it when I get different. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me I too. Got a, I got a handful. Yep. Maybe two. Yep. I've got way too many. Yeah. I got Facebook. I can't escape. <laughs> I can't escape. So be honest with yourself. You might find that one or more of these elements are missing from your recovery plan. If this is the case, ask yourself if you are willing to rectify the problem and move forward. It's up to you. But nothing changes. If nothing, if nothing changes. changes. So only you know the answer to this thing. So let's run through them really quick. You have not completely applied and implemented the previous step. That might be a reason you're stuck. You have not completely surrendered your will and life over to God. Number three, you have not accepted God's forgiveness. Number four, you really have not forgiven others that have harmed you and you're harboring resentment. Number five, you're living in fear of making the necessary changes. Number six, you're not willing to own your own responsibilities. And number seven, you've not developed an effective support team of accountability. Mm. Uh, There may be one or more of those things going on. Only you know that. And this is part of taking an honest self-evaluation. Chris Schroeder says, uh, the walking through the big book guy, he says, humility is simply making an honest self-assessment. And if we'll do that, I think uh, it'll be good for us. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to do that on a daily basis. I really do. Any closing thoughts from the uh, Take 12 Recovery Radio family? You know, uh, I, I do want to say this, and I hope I don't take too long, but um, God gave me a gift many mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And that was the horse. Some of the most important things I've learned in life, I've learned through a horse. Well, one of the things that goes on when you're training horses is if you're having a problem in a certain situation, you go back hmm. to the previous, and I'm going to call it a step, okay, just, just for our purposes. Yeah, Go back to the last place you were at and work on that. Don't keep doing what you're doing because you're stuck. Yeah. Just what we're talking about. Yeah. And you read it a minute ago about uh, not doing the previous step. Right. uh, Thoroughly. Yeah. So uh, to me, that's really important because what happened in the beginning for me is I get stuck and then I get in a big fight with the cult. Yeah. And, and there'd be problems and that's my wrong. That's my bad. Gotcha. Because the horse don't know any different. Right. And so to go back to that previous step that he's well acquainted with and, and understands and just kind of brings everything around and then you move on. Mm-hmm. You don't keep just moving on because that's where I get stuck the worst. And yeah. that's why it's a problem for me. It was a problem for me to say, oh, yeah, let's hurry up and get through all this stuff. Sure. Sure. So there you go. <laughs> so Simon and Garfunkel song, we played it uh, a couple shows ago, uh, Feeling Groovy. Mm-hmm. The opening line is, slow down, you move too fast. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yes, should you should you maybe get through this step process a little faster than, than sometimes people take forever? 
Yeah, but I'd rather that you take longer and are thorough than you try to jump on this thing just for the sake of getting it done. Mm. And it doesn't benefit you at all, you know. Uh, so there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. So our closing song is by Joe E. Fingas. I like that. That's his stage I name. I love his name. Joe Fuller. And uh, it is in honor of the Alano Club in uh, in in uh, Florida. Uh, again, if you would like to be part of helping to save that building uh, for these fine folks uh, in Fort Walton, uh, please visit our website at Take12Radio.com and click on Help Us Save the Alano Club. Here's Joey Fingers with his song, Remember the Alano. Where a body can go Set the mind and spirit right When I first went to the Alano They shook my hand and said their name And when it came time for me to go They said please come back again Oh remember the Alano Morning, noon and night some folks wanting a solution, yes. Some folks wanting to fight. Some folks wanting cake and coffee. Some folks wanting paper sign. Of the folks at the Alano, I remember all kinds. Oh, remember the Alano, morning, noon, and night. What place where I'm about to go Set the mind and spirit right I remember this crazy guy His name don't matter at all He seemed to like me, I don't know why He gave me his number and said call So I called him that very night Though I felt goofy and dumb he said, I'm going to the Alano And asked if I wanted to come And so we went down to the Alano And found a meeting going on There was so much that I wanted to know We talked in the parking lot till dawn Then I sat my butt down at the Alano I stayed morning, noon, and night after stumbling blind for so many years, I felt the sun inside the light. Oh, remember the Alano, while I'm noon and night. It's a place where a body can go, make mind and spirit right. Remember the Alano, though it hasn't gone away, it's still standing where it always stood, and I'm going there today. But like me, the Alano has changed, cause we were meant to stay the same. Excuse me while I shake a newcomer's hand and say, I'm sure glad you came. Oh, remember the Alano Morning, noon, and night It's a place where a body can go To make mind and spirit right Oh, remember the Alano Morning, noon, and night 
is a place where I wanna go to make mine and spirit right. It's a place where I wanna go to make mine and spirit right. All right. Mr. Joe E. Fingers on the keyboards from his CD, Remember the Alano, the song by the same name. Listen, don't forget, if you would like to participate with us in helping to save the Alano Club located in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, please visit us at Take12Radio.com and click on the banner in the middle of the page, Help us save the Alano. We would much appreciate it. And so would many, many people who have recovered and are still on the journey. And so our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family. And we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>